Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Beginning of Mass, today is the feast day of Isaac Jogues, Jean de Brebeuf, and their companions. And for the record, if I ever die a martyr, I really hope I'm not listed as one of the companions. Um, that's just my ego talking, but <laughs> I just think that would be brutal. Like, I suffered all of this, I'm just a companion? All right, anyway. Anyway, all right, so who were these men? Who were these men? Isaac Jogues and his companions, they were the first martyrs of the North American continent officially recognized by the church. As a young Jesuit, Isaac Jogues, he was very successful. He had a very cushy uh, career in university. He was teaching literature in France. And he had this movement from the Holy Spirit, this movement from the Lord, this response. He responded to Jesus in the gospel that we just heard, go into the world. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like many of the other Jesuits uh, at the time, he was moved by this missionary zeal, this missionary impulse to go into the most hostile and foreign parts of the world. And he set off. He gave up all of that cushy career among the, you know, elites in France to go off to bring the gospel to the Huron Indians of the New World. And then in 1636, he and his companions, uh, under the leadership of Jean de Brebeuf, they arrived in Quebec, Canada. That's where, they, that's where they went. I just was trying to put myself in that headspace last night and this morning when I was praying, just trying to imagine, like, okay, like what would be the modern-day equivalent of, okay, I'm going to get on a ship I'm going to sail, maybe I might die on the voyage across the ocean to this other part of the world. Those people speak French over there? Nope, we don't even know what language they speak. That's fine, we'll figure it out. Like, and they're in the wilderness? Great, okay, I've got a hatchet. Good, okay. Like, it's just, it's just amazing, amazing courage and just an amazing conviction that I have to bring the gospel to everybody. I have to bring the gospel to everybody. So the Hurons, the Indians that they were trying to bring the gospel to, they were warred upon constantly by the Iroquois, a neighboring tribe. And in a few years, Father Jogues was captured and he was held prisoner by them for 13 months. He kept journals and diaries and letters during that time uh, of what he endured. And it was harrowing. He was beaten severely. He was tortured. He was... Oh, I just, I'm not even going to go into it. I mean, it was, it's unbelievable. And probably one of the worst tortures that he had to endure was watching the people that he converted, um, watching them suffer martyrdom. He watched as they were the Huron converts while they were mangled and killed. And they did that in front of him to try and get him to apostatize, deny your faith. Amazingly, Jogues was eventually able to escape, and he returned to France he was welcomed home as this, like, hero with all of these stories of what he had suffered. And he bore in his body the very marks of his torture, scars everywhere, his face totally unrecognizable. Perhaps the most notable thing that people were drawn to were his hands. 
He was missing fingers when he came home because his fingers were eaten off by the Indians that held him captive. Specifically, these fingers. He had to get special permission from Pope Urban VIII to continue celebrating Mass because he was missing what are called your canonical digits, that you have to have these fingers to celebrate Mass. He got the special permission. You'd think, though, that once he returned to France that he would, have sat, he would have sat back, he would have thanked God, like, Lord, thank you for getting me out of there, and he would have just, like, died peacefully in his homeland. Like, I put in my time. I bled. They took my fingers. Like, I deserve a little couch time. But that wasn't his heart. He was moved by an incredible, insatiable zeal for souls, and he went back. He went back to the Huron people. October 18th, he was captured by a Mohawk war party, and he was subsequently tomahawked to death. Jean de Brebeuf and the rest of their companions, they were also killed in equally horrific ways. Now, here's my question. For, here's my question for us to consider. What in the world, what in the world motivates someone to do what they did, especially Isaac Jogues, to go back? What could motivate what he did? It's the same thing that motivated Paul. Paul says in the gospel, he, or in, in, um, in his epistles to the Romans, he says, to me, the very least of the holy ones, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the inscrutable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for all what is the plan of the mystery hidden from ages past in God who created all things. You have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit. That Nobody did what Paul did before Paul did it. There was no missionaries of Zeus or Aphrodite or Apollo. They, there was no such thing. But Paul he says, I have to share this news with you. I have to tell everybody about this Jesus. I have to tell you about the kind of life that is possible from knowing him, right? St. Paul uses the phrase, the phrase, the inscrutable riches, right? Like there's a value here, he's saying. There's a value here that's beyond comprehension. It's inscrutable. I can't even begin to describe it. Paul at one point in, in his letter to the Romans says, I consider all the suffering of the present age as nothing compared to, this, to the goodness of knowing Christ, to the glory yet to be revealed in us. Like, he's saying all the suffering of the present age, everything from every stub toe to the martyrdom of Isaac Jogues and Jean de Brebeuf and their companions, all the suffering, like, which begs the question, what the heck is this inscrutable richness of knowing Christ, what is the inscrutable glory of heaven that is worth all the suffering, that makes all the suffering of this present age look like nothing? I can't wrap my head around that. I've said it before, I've said it and I'll say it again, but the sort of comfortable suburban Catholicism that most of us are growing up in here, right, that we are living in, this is not the arena necessarily for when you look at the history of the saints, the history of the church, like the saints were forged in the crucible of suffering. The saints were forged in the fire of persecution, of challenge, when their faith was tested, when they had to choose Christ over comfort. Like our task, our task 
is to seek with everything we have to go all in on Jesus, to go deeper in prayer, deeper in relationship, deeper in repentance, deeper conversion, right? Like our family, our parish community in particular, right? The Lord says in another place in the gospel, he says, much will be required of the person entrusted with much and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. So much has been entrusted to us. So much. And much is demanded of us. So much is demanded of us. Like Isaac Jogues had the courage to go back to North America and suffer unimaginable torture to bring them Jesus. Like, what am I willing to suffer? Like, I just think that I would personally be ashamed of myself if I had to explain to these martyrs, like I imagine this hypothetical conversation, I get up to heaven, God willing, and I'm standing with Isaac Jogues and John de Brebeuf and, and I'm having to explain how I at moments hid my faith or downplayed my allegiance to the church or to the gospel because I was afraid of getting a nasty email, because I was afraid that, that someone wouldn't like me. And there's Isaac Jogues, he's like, Buddy, I don't have fingers anymore, <laughs> you know? Like, if this is challenging, like, if this seems intense, good. <laughs> like, I find the Feast Day of the Martyrs to be so challenging, these martyrs in particular. Like, they challenge my cowardice. They challenge our lame excuses. They challenge me to be bolder and braver and more reliant on God's providence. And more trusting in his power, to trust entirely to him and to see that there's nothing more important, nothing more important than sharing the good news of Jesus with everybody. And that all of the momentary suffering of this life, it's just momentary compared to the weight of glory, the weight of eternity. So let's ask for the intercession of these incredibly heroic martyrs today that we would be courageous, that we would be bold, that we would be willing to bring the gospel to as many people as we can. Amen.